0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This special episode is for Yom Hazikaron and Yom HaAtzmaut. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Yiska Smith and is sponsored by Zara Four and a Half, Jewel Scarlet Two and a Half, and their parents Sasha Lippman and Rochelle Behrens, in memory of their grandfather. Jack T. Lippman, Zichrono Livracha, on his 11th Yort site. His only regret was to not have had the opportunity to meet his grandchildren. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for the latest episodes of Pardes from Jerusalem, or by visiting elmod.pardes.org. And now, here is Yeska Smith.
1: Yom Hazikaron and Yom Ha'atzma'ut Recognizing, honoring, and cultivating Israel's radical otherness. A teaching from Rabbi Dr. Nathan Lopez Cardozo in his article Yom Ha'atzma'ut, The Mystery of Israel, Thoughts to Ponder, number 339 from the David Cardozo Academy, April 2013. Barachot habaot, barachim habaim, shalom to everyone, and chag sameach. Rabbi Cardozo offers quite a different perspective on what it is we are indeed celebrating on Yom HaAtzmaut, and therefore, the day before, what it is we are remembering on Yom Hazikaron. Viewing this special holiday through the lens of spirituality and an unapologetic sense of his Jewish identity with a deep love and pride, I invite the listener to mindfully listen rather than react with an open mind and an open heart. To consider, to reflect, and to contemplate on the profundity of this teaching. Rabbi Cardozo begins Throughout the centuries, historians, philosophers, and anthropologists have struggled with the concept called Israel almost more than with any other topic. While attempting to place Israel within the confines of conventional history, they experienced constant academic and philosophical frustration. Any definitions they suggested eventually broke down due to serious inconsistencies. Was Israel a nation? A religion? or an altogether mysterious entity which would forever remain inexplicable. By some, it was seen less as a nation and more as a religion. Others believed the reverse to be true, and there were those who claimed that it fit neither of these categories. In fact... It was clear to everyone that Israel did not conform to any specific framework or known scheme. It resisted all historical concepts and generalities. Its uniqueness thwarted people's natural desire for a definition, since that generally implies arrangement in categories. Anything that flies in the face of that categorization is alarming and terribly disturbing. This fact became even more obvious after Bar Kokhba's rebellion was crushed. The rebellion was between 132 and 136 CE. After it was crushed by the Romans, who then forced the Jews out of their own country. It was then that the Jew was hurled into the abyss of the nations of the world and has since been confronted with a new condition, ongoing insecurity. While humankind has always faced moments of uncertainty, it is the Jews who have been denied even the smallest share of the dubious security that others possess. Whether Jews were aware of it or not, they always lived on ground that could at any moment give way beneath their feet. In 1948, Israel once again became a country, but many forgot that it was not only a country, All its other dimensions, such as nationhood, religion, mystery, insecurity, and lack of definition, continued to exist. Jews today do not find themselves exclusively in the state of Israel. And instead of one Israel, the world now has two. But the second, new Israel has until now been seen as responding to the demands of history, geography, politics, and even journalism. One knows where it is. At least one thinks one knows where it is. But it becomes clearer and clearer that this new and definable Israel is now seriously on the way to becoming as much a puzzle and mysterious entity as the old Israel always was. In fact, it already has. Throughout its short history, the state of Israel has gone through the most mysterious events modern people have ever been witness to. After an exile of nearly 2,000 years, during which the old Israel was able to survive against all historical odds, Jews returned to their homeland. There they found themselves surrounded by a massive Arab population that was and is incapable of making peace with the idea that this small, mysterious nation lives among them. After having experienced a holocaust in which six million of its members perished, the Jewish nation was not permitted to live a life of tranquility on its tiny piece of land. Once again, the Jew was denied the right to feel at home in its own country, in his her own country. From the outset, Israel was forced to battle its enemies on all fronts. It was attacked and condemned for defending its population and fighting for its very existence. Over the years, it has had to endure the international community's policy of double standards. Today, as in the past, when it calls for peace, it is condemned for provoking war. When it tries, as no other nation does, to avoid hurting the citizens of the countries that declare war on it, it is accused of being more brutal than nations that committed and still commit atrocities against millions of people. Simultaneously and against all logic, This nation builds its country as no other has done, while fighting war after war, conflict after conflict. What took other nations hundreds of years, it has accomplished in only a few. While bombs, katushas, and missiles have attacked and continue to attack its cities and calls for its total destruction are heard in many parts of the world, Israel continues to increase its population, generate unprecedented technology, and create a stronger and more stable economy. But, 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 the more it succeeds the more its enemies become frustrated and annoyed. And the more dubious Israel's security becomes, the more some nations aspire to destroy it, the more the world is forced to deal with this tiny state and its survival capacity. By now, Israel politics and diplomacy occupy more space in major newspapers and the media than any other political issue or general topic as if Israel's questionable security and irritating population are at the center of world events. Jews must ask themselves what this non-classification really signifies. Is it due merely to lack of vision and insight on part of the nations? Is it that Jews could really fit into a system, but the nations have not yet allowed them entry? Is it a negative phenomenon? A temporary one until it will rectify itself in the future? We have, Rabbi Cardoza suggests rather strongly, we have only one way to comprehend the positive meaning of this otherwise apparently negative anomaly. The way of faith. emuna, bitachon. The way of faith. From any other viewpoint, the failure of Jews to fit into a category would be intolerable and a meaningless absurdity. What we need to understand is that our inability to conform to any framework is our living avowal of Israel's uniqueness, Israel's very existence is the manifestation of divine intervention in history to which it must attest. In Israel, history and revelation are one. Only there do they coincide. While other nations exist as nations, the people of Israel exist as a reminder of God's involvement in world history. Only through Israel is humanity touched by the divine. Rabbi Cardoza brings a quote from Nikolay Berdiev. Quote, I remember how the materialist interpretation of history, when I attempted in my youth to verify it by applying it to the destinies of peoples, broke down in the case of the Jews, where destinies seemed absolutely, absolutely inexplicable. Its survival is a mysterious and wonderful phenomenon, demonstrating that the life of this people is governed by a special predetermination, transcending the processes of, adapt, of adaptation expounded by the materialistic interpretation of history the survival of the Jews, their resistance to destruction, their endurance under absolutely peculiar conditions, and the fateful role played by them in history, all these point to the particular and mysterious foundations of their destiny. From his article, The Meaning of History, Published in uh, by the Transaction Publishers in New Brunswick, New Jersey, in 2006, pages 86 and 87. Again by Nikolay Berdayev. Indeed, Rabbi Cardoza continues, no other nation has overturned the destiny of humankind as much as this nation has. It endowed the world with the Bible and brought forth the greatest prophets and men of spirit. Its spiritual ideas and moral laws still hold sway among the world's citizens, influencing entire civilizations. This nation gave birth to a man who is seen by millions as their Messiah and who laid the foundations on which moderate Christianity, Islam, and much of secular moral teachings were built. It has bestowed dignity and responsibility upon the human individual and has provided mankind, humankind, with a messianic hope for the future. Unlike any other nation, the Jews have granted the Gentile world Quote, the outside and the inside, meaning their outlook and their inner life. Rabbi Cardoza now quotes, brings a quote from Thomas Cahill. We Gentiles can hardly get up in the morning or cross the street without being Jewish. We dream Jewish dreams and hope Jewish hopes. Most of our best words, in fact, New, adventure, surprise, unique individual, person, vocation, time, history, future, freedom, progress, spirit, faith, hope, justice, are the gifts of the Jews. From Thomas Cahill, in his article, in his book, The Gift of the Jews, New York Anchor Books, published in 1998, page 241. All of this, Rabbi Kadoza continues, proves that Jews have a destiny and our mission far different from any other nation. We are an eternal people with a timeless message, and our history is one of radical otherness. The realization of this fact has become modern Israel's greatest challenge. Its repeated attempts to overcome Its geographic and political insecurity by employing world politics will not work. Driven by its desire to overcome its vulnerability, Israel wavers between geography and nationhood, appealing to its history and religious culture, while unable to find a place that it can call its existential habitat. Its leaders must come to terms with the fact that any attempt to, quote, normalize the state of Israel will threaten its very existence. We must realize that there is no Israeli claim to the land. There is just a Jewish one. Only by the uninterrupted chain of generations can it be ascertained that this has always been the Jewish homeland all through our exile and that this land has been taken from us by force. If we reject this fact, our claim to the land stands on quicksand. We either return to the holy land, or there is no land to return to. Without continuity, there can be no return. No nation can live with a borrowed national identity. Reading the books of the prophets, the Nevi'im, we see how they warned against such false notions of security. They predicted that Israel would perish if it insisted on existing only as a political structure. Yet it can survive and thrive. This is the paradox of Israel's reality, as long as it insists on its vocation of uniqueness. Israel is summoned to remind the world of God's existence, not only concerning religion, but also as a historical reality. I really ask you to open your hearts as Rav Cardoza concludes... There is no security for Israel unless it is secure in its own destiny. We must shoulder the burden of our own singularity, which means nothing less than fulfilling our role as God's witness. And we must draw strength from this phenomenon, especially in times such as ours when Israel's very existence is once again at stake. Once Israel recognizes its uniqueness. It will paradoxically enjoy security and undoubtedly be victorious. Chag Sameach. Kol Tov
0: Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast today. You can also subscribe to any of our other podcast channels by visiting us on Spotify or online at elmod.pardes.org. Tune in next week to listen to Rabbi Michael Hatton as he discusses HaRashat Achare Mot Kedoshim. Thanks for listening.